Good afternoon and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and hopefully making your way through our series that we're doing on how to build an empowered team and kind of the pillars of an empowered team and why that is important and valuable as you uh, navigate building your teams in the professional world and also in the athletic world. We've gone through, these are the pillars that we've covered so far, and there's been six of them. We've talked about encouragement and purpose and mindset and ownership and winning. And we just completed last week, we completed the execution uh, and why that is important in having teams that can execute and what we need to do to have them be able to deliver on timelines, on uh, milestones and on initiatives and objectives that are laid out for them. And now we move on to something very similar. And we mentioned this in the last podcast that these last few pillars may uh, may overlap other pillars and other ideas and thoughts that we've had. Uh, but hopefully you stay with us on these as there will be some new thoughts and ideas in this. Now we are on to the R of empowered. And the R in empowered stands for results. At the end of the day, all these books I'm reading here and I'm right now, I'm spending a lot of time with this book called The Advantage. And But at the end of the day, in all these business and leadership books, and uh, the people I talk with and the content that I consume at the end of my mindset shift has shifted towards more of the idea that at the end of the day, you have to get results. You have to get your objectives. You have to reach your goals. You have to get a sale. You have to be running a business, right? We're not as um, Amy Porterfield has said, um, and she's an entrepreneur that does a lot in, in content creation. But what she said at the end of the day, this isn't a hobby right? At the end of the day, we're running businesses and we've got to get results and we've got to have deliverables and timelines. And we answer to stakeholders and executives and customers on progress and things that they might need. And so at the end of the day, we have to have results. At the end of the day, we need to be executing on our objectives. And what we talked about in the last episode is that game plan, knowing what the game plan is, having a clear game plan, clear objectives, um, uh, clear goals and strategies so that we can clear our teams and ourselves from the noise and making sure that we are uh, suited to get the results that we need. So the R is results. And that, that has been my, my, but I believe as my mind set has shifted towards that outcome, hey, we've got to win. We've got to get the results. Then, but it, it also coupled and overlapped with all these other pillars that we're talking about. I believe that you can get re the results that you need, the outcomes that you're uh, planning and, and the strategies that you have in place by making sure you do all these other things, that your team is encouraging, that you are, your teams are taking ownership, that they are planning, that they do have a vision, they do have a purpose, they do have strategic goals, they have far-reaching goals, that they are having a winning mindset, that they can and will and are capable of doing great things and being outside of their comfort zone, that we are driven to compete, that we are also um, locked in on growth and development and iterative development um, and and making sure that we have continuous improvement. Um and, and all that, like all of that feeds into, I believe, of just results. If all I were focused on were getting 
is getting software out the door or getting a sale or getting money from a customer or whatever it is. And if that were my whole driving focus and purpose and mission and, um, and my outlook, and I ignored all this other stuff, then, you know, burnout and turnover and low morale, low productivity. Then I'm sitting around always trying to figure out how to get more results, get more results, drive people harder, 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 as opposed to, Hey, let's put systems in place. So the results, the winnings, the outcomes, the goal achievement is all just part of us doing everything else well. I posted something on Instagram this morning uh, that essentially said, you know, it was this idea. You can't win enough games and you can't make enough money and it can't be about the next dollar. That there's got to be an overriding purpose foundation to your program, to your team, to your organization. And what is that? Is the overriding purpose getting software out the door? Is the overriding purpose to get the next sale, to get the next dollar? You know, somebody asked Rockefeller back in the day, how much is too much money or how much until you're just one more dollar. I just need one more dollar, one more dollar, one more sale. So if your focus and foundation is that, then it's hard, you know, then I, I believe that all the other things that we can put in place, the systems, the language, the communication, the alignment, the motivation, the inspiration, the vision, all the things we've talked about will get us one more dollar without focusing on one more dollar. Now you say that in the athletic sense where, hey, we don't talk about winning and the wins will take care of themselves. All I'm going to worry about is the system, the process and my team and my people and their development and their growth. And then the wins will happen. I believe that. And when I talk about winning, it is also, it is always about winning effort, winning habits, winning routines, being, doing the things that you need to do to deserve to get those wins. You've got to deserve it. Now winning, you know, winning to be the best, right? You have to be able to continue, I believe, to talk about winning and, but it's always focused on, Hey, we're not going to win every game. And this is about a lot more than winning. But I do want you rolling out of here with knowing the commitment, the dedication, the investments, the habits, the routines that winners have. So we do talk a lot about winning. But as we get into results and the five pillars, we've talked a lot about these five pillars. These We've talked a lot about results and the five pillars underneath results that hold it up. We've talked about these in all these other lessons, right? And now we're, we're closing in on nine hours of content as it relates to how to build an empowered team. But keep in mind that results, we've got to win. We've got to have the results. This isn't a hobby. And everything else we've talked about up to this point allows us to get these results that we want. But a results-oriented focus, that means setting clear objectives and measuring your success through these outcomes. How can we get better? What are we doing? Why was that a big win? What are our objectives? And it comes back to the last episode about execution where we talked about clear plans. In order for us to execute, to have our wins, to move forward, the plans need to be laid out in such a way that they are transparent. We're accountable to it. We understand the foundation. We understand our values. And we can go because we have clear plans and we can guide. Now, do our plans shift? Yes. But the goal, the meaning, the outcomes, the results that we want aren't going to shift that much.
but we've got to also the thing that I'm really bent on. And I do this professionally in the software world. I liked waking up in the morning when I was a teenager, getting ready for high school, getting ready for middle school, whatever it is. The first thing I did every single day for so long for all of my teenage years was I went outside and got, got the morning paper. We had it delivered every morning. I would grab it every morning. I would bring it upstairs. I'd have my bowl of cereal. I'd put on a cartoon or whatever it is. And I would open it up and I would take out the sport page. I would open the sport page up, go through the headlines. But at, but, but at the end of that, I would always end up on the box scores. And I would review everybody's box score. I knew everything going on in baseball and basketball and football. And I would just review box scores every day. And I enjoyed that. And it's carried over into what I do professionally because I do that every day professionally now. I look at the box scores of our teams, right? What they're doing, what they did yesterday. Where are the bottlenecks? What, where could we be better at? All that in the software world. So what I'm, I'm getting at is there's coaching, there's truth, there's progress, there's celebration in the numbers, in the results, on, on the progress of what we're doing and the execution of the things we've talked about. So this idea of a results-oriented focus means setting clear objectives, but measuring the success through those outcomes, right? And we talk, and we're going to get in here to talking about data-driven approaches on how to make sure you're getting the results that you want, but it is Man, we're getting better here. We're not getting better here. What can what dials can we adjust here? How can I coach, lead, and have a different narrative and communication uh, with this team in order to get these numbers up? How can I lead them better? How can we adjust our process so these numbers get better and our team gets better? And then how can we iterate on it and how can we discuss it so everybody gets better? Result, listen, listen, listen to this results, the outcomes, the wins, drive motivation and your team's sense of purpose and belonging. Results drive the motivation and the sense that your team has towards its purpose, its vision, and and its value in contributing. Like you really have to understand that, that the results, the wins. We had a win this week at work, a big win. We only get when you're releasing software, and this is very software specific, but it doesn't have to be. Just think about what your wins are as a company. We have we get four, maybe four releases a year with certain products. So those people that are developing these products, four times a year, they deliver on something that is being asked of them that is now in the hands of a customer. So four times and four times a year. And then everything that builds up to those releases is scrutinized, communicated, discussed, and risks, and bottlenecks, and issues, and roadblocks, obstacles, and you're late, you're er like all that sort of stuff. You're not going to make it on time. We don't have like they, and they get scrutinized for it. But when they deliver, we're quick. And I'm not saying where I'm currently at. I'm just saying in general, across the board for any industry, we immediately move them right along to the next priority. And what we're saying with where we're at is, no, we just got a huge win. We get our small wins. We chop them up. We chunk them up. We get wins over, like, say, four to six months. If we're working on a, on a release, there's all sorts of wins in there that we acknowledge and celebrate with our teams. But the Super Bowl win, 
is when that ends up in a customer's hand or when you get the sale or you sell the car or whatever it might be, right? Those are the big wins. So what do you do? You, you make sure that you are driving, that you acknowledge, celebrate, recognize the results, how we did it, how we can get better. What I've got to be able to do with our teams is to drive motivation, acknowledge successes, develop plans for improvement, communicate plans for improvement that we are capable, even if this were the best release we've ever had, we're capable of better. Individually, personally, teams, uh, management, we can all do better. So let's get together and figure this out. Results drive motivation and a sense of purpose of where we are and what we're doing. Why we're doing this. How you just contributed. Results. Celebrate. And we're going to get into that in a second, in a few minutes here. But the one thing is to circle back to a clear plan. And I'm going to, this is really right in line with it. We're going to go through these five pretty fast here. And this will be probably a one lesson, a one, uh, one episode lesson on results. Everything up to this point has been two episodes. This, this might be one. Because we've talked about this stuff. But we've got to have clear objectives. In order for us to get the results that we want, we've got to have a clear plan, a game plan, clear objectives. We've got to define clear and measurable objectives that align with the team's vision and purpose. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? What role are we in? Who's on the bus? Who's off the bus? Who's in the right seat? All this sort of stuff that we've talked about is really important, but we've got to define clear, measurable objectives that align with the vision of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how am I contributing to it? Clear objectives are going to provide the roadmap for the team's efforts, and that ensures everyone is working towards the same goal. Everyone. So if you do it in an athletic standpoint, if we have, you know, baseball teams and, you know, we, hey, this is what we're going to do. These are our goals. Here are our objectives. Here's how you work into it. This, and if people are working on two different things, two different directions, and they don't have that shared mission, shared purpose, shared vision, then you can't be aligned towards the progress of it. Hey, this is what we're trying to build. This is what we're trying to sell. And this is why it's important. This is why it's valuable. This is what we hope to have done within this time frame. And we're going to make sure we're aligned every day. Clear objectives provide that roadmap. So we can get the results that we want. It'd be two totally different things if we didn't have a vision and a purpose and a mission and objectives. And we had a team of 10 people with two going one way, two going another way, and you know six other people doing their own thing. Then we don't know when we win. We don't know when we get the results that we want or when we get things done. We're like, man, this isn't what we meant to do at all. And we've got three different groups of three or four different people all doing different things. No, this is what we're doing. This is when we would like it done. We're going to work on it every day. We're going to hold each other accountable to our values and standards and our ways of working. And we're going to make sure that you have high morale, high productivity, low politics, and the things that, uh, that I'm getting from this Advantage book on how to build teams. Define specific, like you've heard this smart goal thing before, hopefully. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound objectives. Smart. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. That may be goofy stuff. No, but, that, but we all know that makes sense. 
man, let's, let's be very specific on what we're doing, why we're doing it. And let's be very detailed of it. So we know when we get it, let's make sure we can measure this so we can see progress and improvement and, 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 and that we're moving towards our objectives. Let's make sure that this is achievable, right? I can't, I'm not going to be batting four, 405 this year, right? But I can bat maybe around 336. Let's make sure this is an achievable thing for me and for our team. This is achievable for us to get this release out the door by April. We can do this. Let's make sure that it's relevant. Like, what are we working on? Is this important? Is it the right thing to be doing? Is it relevant? And is it time bound? Hey, let's get this sucker done by April. But we've got to be able to also have those smart objectives, smart goals, smart strategies, and we've got to be able to communicate those objectives clearly. We got to make sure everybody on the team, everybody on the bus, we got maybe different pockets of, you know, in the software world of engineers and QA and, you know, all these, you know, management and architecture and all this different thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we are all on this bus together and this is the release. We're building checkout for Amazon and we're building checkout and this is our checkout team. It has many different functions and different special specialties and different responsibilities and roles that people have, but it's one bus and we're all going that direction. So let's make sure we communicate objectives clearly to ensure that all the team members, everybody on this bus has a shared understanding of the goals and the objectives. And we've got to align all the individual tasks, everything that we're doing. Here's the thing. Let me make sure uh, I pause there to really say this. We have to make sure everybody's on board with what the win is and that everything we are doing, literally, for us. Now, there are other things that might come our direction. Hey, I got to go do this for a little bit or I'm being asked to do this. It's outside the team. I've got to do this. At the end of the day, we've got to do everything we can as leaders to get everybody locked in on and focused on what the next win is and get everybody to understand that goal, that objective, that outcome, that result. And we've got to be able to execute on all of that. Pillar number six, to get that win. Clear distraction, understand focus, clear objectives so we can do all that. Align the individual tasks with those objectives to maintain focus and the direction of the team. Like that's exactly what we're talking about. I need to do everything I can as a leader to keep you locked in on what the next win is, what the, because you're that good. And the only way we don't get good is if we don't, if, if we don't uncover bottlenecks and, and, and challenges and obstacles, if we stay in that too long, if we spin our wheels in the mud or you don't have the focus and you're not locked in on winning and what the next win is. Keep everybody locked in and focused. The second point here, we'll spend a short amount of time on this, is just data, a data-driven approach, however else to say that. But utilizing metrics and data and numbers to track progress and evaluate the results you're getting and the outcomes. Like, hey, we're doing a good job of this. Like, we could have done better here. I believe there is, there's truth in numbers. There's truth in metrics. There's truth in all the data that you could possibly get. Sales numbers, all that. Like, when I used to be in the sales world, my, my thing was always about setting those high object, high standards, high goals, high objectives. And I just made, make it, I made a game out of everything. I've got to win. I've got to get better than I was yesterday. Make more phone calls, close more deals, 
get up on the leaderboard. Hey, I did this last month. I'm going to do this this month. What can I change? How am I being coached? How am I being led? What knowledge could I gain on the customer, on the product? Like whatever I can do to try to get to the next level of greatness for myself. Using data to do all that. And we do that in the software world to this day. This is what you did. This is where we could have been better. This is where I can coach you. This is how we can keep people organized. The organization that I do for a living and, and how obsessed I am about organizing, organizing the work for teams is so they can stay locked in and have clear objectives and stay locked in on the win. This is what we're doing, why it's important. You guys need to get this win. We need to celebrate you. The only way that you can possibly get off course a little bit is not to be focused and to not be organized. I, I know there's many other ways people can get knocked off. But I but but on, on a quick thought of, of that issue, it is, man, like obstacles, roadblocks, setbacks, how do we overcome them? How resilient are we? We've talked about that in another lesson, but also how organized do we have this so they can stay focused? You got to be able to make informed decisions and evaluate the performance of your teams. I've got to be able to make decisions. I've got to be able to coach. I've got to be able to lead. And all that is in the numbers. Not all of it. A lot of it is a feel, knowing your team, knowing their personalities. This book I'm reading that I've mentioned a few times this episode, The Advantage, great book. I'd encourage you to get it. But the foundation for all of this is trust. I can coach and lead you and give you feedback and we can have some healthy conflict at the end of the day if we know we trust each other. How do we trust each other? We're reliable on one another. There's a reputation of reliability we've talked about, but there's also this idea of, of trusting one another uh, because we know each other and because we've spent time with one another, because I can count on you and because you've delivered in the past for me. And now we can have those, those decisions. I've got to be able to give you that feedback and be able to evaluate performance, but data driven and understanding numbers and understanding progress is really important because also in there is your celebration. You did this last month. Now you do this. It's amazing. Whatever you did, it's working. Figure out how to do more of it. Figure out how to be more committed. You, the behaviors you want and the habits, routines, and behaviors you want from your team. When you see it, you've got to acknowledge and recognize it and celebrate it publicly. That way, they get recognized for that habit and behavior. Everybody else sees that it's recognized. They want that shine. So they also... It becomes a circular thing. Like we've got to just continue to do that. The other one on how to get the results you want is there's an accountability to being an empowered team. This is what we're doing and why. This is the amount of work we're doing. Here's our how on how to do this work. But, but at the end of the day, an empowered team is going to own pillar number three or four. They're going to take absolute and complete ownership of what they're doing. And they're going to hold team members accountable for delivering on their commitment. So I like this idea, a culture of responsibility. We are going to be responsible to our commitments. We are going to be accountable to our commitments. We are going to hold our team members, one another, accountable to our wins. Because at the end of the day, we've got to get results. We've got to get our wins. We've got to meet deadlines and timelines. 
It's not our my work. It's not your work. It's our work. So I'm invested. I'm all in. I'm taking ownership of this. We are going to be accountable to that. We're going to be accountable to our standards, our processes, our systems, our goals, our outcomes, our results. And I want to win. So it goes back to uh, an example I gave in the last episode where I talked about the lady that was an elite software developer up in Chicago. And she was like, nobody's leaving on Friday night until the work is done. Nobody. We played at her level. She was accountable on delivering on the commitment. We said we'd do this. I've, we've got to win. You've got to be. The thing, and, and I come in the software world, I definitely, as you know, come from an athletic background. And it is carried over into the professional world. I'm competitive about everything. I want to win everything. And then, certain industries and certain verticals and and with certain people, man, I'm not like, I've never been a part of a team. I never played any high school sports or let alone a college sport. Like, it's not like this isn't important to me. Like, I just want to do my job. No, you're always competing. You're competing to be the best version of yourself. You're competing how you wake up and attack your day. You're competing, you know, to be the best, you know, parent that you can be not against other people, but just competing within yourself to be great. And there are people in the software world that have told me like, yeah, hey, you know, you talk a lot about X, Y, and Z, but I'm not into that. I just want you to know that. But privately, you know, they're competing because they're committed. They're dedicated. They're, they're craftsmen, craftswomen of their trade. They want to be great. You're competing. Be accountable to that process. Want to win. Culture of responsibility. A culture of responsibility. And the last two on this, clear objectives, data-driven approach, being accountable to systems and process, but really being accountable to one another. Hey, you're counting on me to do my job so we can get this win. It's not that important to me, but you're important to me. This release, our customers, my job, like all this is important to me. You can count on me. We used to have a in the athletic world, and we've done it a few times with some of the programs I help out on. You know how everybody at the end of a practice or a start of a practice or a huddle or whatever, everybody puts their hands in, right? And they say something. We say together is typically what we say. And I, we had a, our football team growing up. We had a great coach. Everything was count on me. Count on me. Do your job. Be accountable. You can count on me. You can count on me to be there. You can count on me to bring my best stuff. You can count on me to have ownership. You can count on me to have energy and enthusiasm. You can count on me to be skilled. You can count on me to get better than I was yesterday. All of that. You can count on me. But you've got to have that 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 culture. So the, the last one here, I'm sorry, two more. And one. the last one is really quick because we've talked about it almost every episode. Continuous evaluation. The great teams that I've witnessed and studied athletically and professionally, they're in this never-ending cycle of how do we get better? What are we doing? What is out there? How do we get better? What did we fall short on? Regularly assess the outcomes and identify the areas for improvement. Always. If we're in the software world and we just had the release of our life and it's the best we've ever done, figure out how we can get better. That's good. The Miami Heat, um, Pat Riley is the owner of the Miami Heat. 
Los Angeles Lakers, uh, famous coach from Showtime back in the 80s and 90s, talks about complacency is the enemy. You can, where they do everything to protect complacency, to protect complacency coming in and creeping in. We are not allowing complacency within our organization. Just won a world championship. We've got to figure out how to get better. We're not going to be complacent. We are always going to identify areas for refinement and improvement so we can get better because what works today, what won for this release, what won for this championship, what won for this sale, what won for this client, isn't going to win for the next one. Our competitors are getting better. They're not being complacent. We're competing. How do we get better? Foster that sense of responsibility. The culture of responsibility. That is the theme of this episode. A culture of responsibility, a culture of releasing, I'm sorry, of, of results, and a culture of competitiveness. But encourage your team members to take that ownership. Ownership of the commitments, of timelines, of deadlines, of improvement, and their contributions. Ownership, be, we said this in the last episode, be selfish in your role. Be selfish, selfish in your contribution. This is what I do well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dominate it. Always make sure, as, as we kind of wrap this up, that you promote transparent communication about progress, about challenges, and about the outcomes, and ensure the accountability within the whole team. This is what we're doing and why. This is we're headed this direction. This is why it's important. This is how you contribute and, and dominate your role. And let's make sure we communicate progress challenges and those outcomes and results. And the, and the last bullet point under results. We've talked about this since day one. If you've been listening to this podcast, if you've made your way through how to build an empowered team, I believe in this. You have to have the celebration of success. Productivity, morale, conflict, um, professionalism, like all this sort of stuff that you're trying to build with your team can be exploded, enhanced, elevated by simply just acknowledging and celebrating the successes that you and your team have. What are your wins? Why are you headed that door? Why are they wins? When are the wins happening? What are the systems in place to get us there? And then celebrate the hell out of it. In the software world, you may only get four a year. Four times a year that you can celebrate a win. A huge win. There's wins always throughout. The big win. The release. Something to a customer. And you don't acknowledge it, recognize it, celebrate it. The behaviors we want. So if anything, as if you're listening to this and you're a leader and we're all leaders and we all have people that we can impact and influence on, my encouragement is this. Be the biggest cheerleader in your company. We've said this many times in the podcast through the 18 or so episodes on this. The NBA charted teams with who gave the most high fives fist bumps, chest bumps, pats on the butt, all that sort of stuff. And one person crushed it. And it was Steve Nash for the Phoenix Suns. Led the league on a per game basis 
of over 230 high fives or acts of celebration per game, per game, per game, two, three hour game, whatever it is, timeouts, half times, whatever. And my man is giving over 230 acts of celebration to his team. That is transferable. He's acknowledging the behavior and the ha- that he wants to see and the habits and celebration and encouragement. He building an empowered team and building an empowered team of competitiveness, acknowledgement, growth, and, and development that we've talked about, being encouraging, owning it, having vision and purpose, winning attitudes, mindsets, habits, and also having the uh, the execution of, of that vision. And now the results. How do you get all that? Celebrate success. Celebrate your teams. Celebrate the achievements of goals, milestones, and recognize successful results to reinforce their efforts. Reinforced efforts, boost morale, reinforces a culture of excellence, culture of responsibility, culture of feedback, culture of celebration, culture of excellence. Like what are, what are your values? We've talked about a celebration of success in every episode. You get what you emphasize, you get what you tolerate. We're going to emphasize supporting one another, serving one another, celebrating one another, getting the results that we want. We're going to sit, we're going to also emphasize that we're going to get better, that we're going to have retros. We're going to emphasize trust, like all these things that we've talked about. Want to know how to build an empowered team? Go through these lessons. Take these little bullet points away. Go through the show notes if you've subscribed to this. Now, everything we're talking about is also there. there it's a product on our website and you need to hit it. I'm going to be pitching this here shortly. If you've made it this far, I'm going to be pitching it because I want you to get the content. You need to get the 200 page book on how to build an empowered team. You need to have that bound. You need to be cycling through it. You need to know what it is. And we said this in the last episode, at the end of the day, I just have a point of view. And you maybe can't do all of this, but you need to consider it all and you need to implement some. You can't take it all. You can't do it all. You you consider it all, you implement some. Is kind of the phrase. But you got to be able to, you know, have those celebrations. Listen, by prioritizing the results within your team. Results by prioritizing results and wins, what it looks like and why it's important, the quality we need, et cetera, within your team, you're going to create a culture of achievement of three things. Like there's many things, but here are again, a point of view thing. You're going to create a culture of achievement, of accountability, of improvement. And I'm going to throw in another one of just, you're going to build this culture of celebration and acknowledgement and encouragement. And that's, listen, if that's all you did, if you had a team, if you had an organization that was A pluses, I, I grade everything essentially. And we, hey, how how is your team at achievement? Do you guys feel like you're achieving things and doing great things and that you feel recognized in self? Yeah, A plus. We're accountable to one another, A plus. Do we improve? Yeah, we think about every single way we can get better and we implement it. And we have great action plans on everything that we try to do after whatever, after a sale, after a client, after a meeting, after a sprint, A plus. How, how do you sell? Well, we, we encourage, we acknowledge, we recognize, we celebrate every great thing that happens here, A plus. What kind of organization do you have? 
What kind of organization, team, program do you have if your A plus is at all of that? So you have to think about how those small things, a culture of achievement, a culture of accountability, a culture of continuous improvement, a culture of celebration and how that impacts you. At the end of the day, all of this that we just talked about and results, all that will take care of the dollar and it will take care of the win. Those results. Do things the right way. Have values and standards and goals and objectives that you stand on and a foundation that you can build upon because all the things that you really want, money and wins, you'll get because you're doing things the right way on the, ta- on, on, on the beginning of all that. Do things the right way. Build that foundation. Build an empowered team on encouragement, on purpose, on mindset, on ownership, on winning, on execution, and results. And now those are the seven pillars that we've talked about to this point. We've got two more to go. We made this one episode instead of two like the others. It's a little bit longer, but I encourage you to um, go to our website, sign up for this course, get all of the content that you can get from this course. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. Thank you.